funky silent bass. That funky silent bass that you can still sometimes hear because it's the Cones and Dosho. We try and keep it all coming to you. And uh, that was, I don't know what the name of the band is, some early 90s sort of a hard rock band getting a bit political, I think. <laughs> Welcome back to the uh, Cones and Dosho. Welcome back. How's it been? Uh, it's, it's been, been a, a bit of a retardo hiatus but well you know what happens when your sound card shits itself i know and the utter contempt we have for our listeners as well (laughs) um but thank you for listening to this i think if you'll find if you'll put up with the with the delays and with some of the offensive concepts you'll really find you know some real important gems of discussion that go to the heart of 21st century living i heard people were actually gagging for another episode literally literally gagging i don't know about gagging gagging but i did have it mentioned to me once not literally <laughs> if they're gagging how they mention it dude that's what i want to know just so sort of like fuck what am i what am i supposed to do at work now that kind of shit yeah that's a good point because and so we'll obviously not work well no and there's only a couple of things like for instance each week everyone's all into this entertainment like game of thrones or whatever there's only two shows i need to watch every week right twin peaks and outback truckers that's, <laughs> that's the only two that i regularly watch i started watching well i haven't seen the original twin peaks so no. i don't know if i'm at a loss for i haven't starting either. on the new season but um i like i like the existential sort of part of it right yeah and it is growing on me because there's obviously bits in those stupid fucking bits that are like Mulholland Drive Mm. that actually seem to have a bit more meaning than the box in Mulholland Drive so yeah I can deal with it a bit better but I'm interested to see where it's gone because I've only seen the first three episodes or something so like the first double episode and one after that or something like that keep watching you just have to sort of go with it and uh, be prepared for these long pauses and delays and shit in it I'm assuming because I haven't seen that much I'm assuming that he's uh oh so you don't know either yeah what? Why the fuck he's all cracked in the head? Well, no, I guess you're going so to gonna have to keep watching and finding out. But uh, it does seem like he's existing in multiple dimensions and times at once, and like the people in those dimensions are sort of swapping in between dimensions yeah, and shit, which is fucking happening. cool. Yeah. So that's so, it. so yeah. that's it. And Outback Truckers, which is great, it follows the adventures of uh, usually three per episode. Uh, truckers that you usually have to move a big load out to a remote site in Western Australia, <laughs> South Australia. The show is made by Screen West, uh, funded by the West Australian Lottery, and it's uh, does it seem actually not quite natural, or is it one of these disgusto? Oh, it's one of these disgusto seven mate shows. Oh, mate, I've been sitting at like you know how they have like a fake coffee break and shit, and they yeah. sit there just talking the gayest scripted shit. Yeah, oh, these guys. I don't know if it's scripted because they're such sort of thing which is why it's cool like oh it's a tough road you know like you just got to get your truck out there and back in one piece and i sort of like it because of its lack of pretense or like irony or anything like that it really is just a job about good aussie blokes getting the job done you know (laughs) you're gonna love that new show that's coming out that's like a um derivative of goggle box but it's basically cunts just talking shit on smoker oh really yeah, I don't even. I don't know if that's the best way to describe it. That's all I really saw on the ad, and I don't have much time for it. But it seems like it's just groups of people sort of standing around like these, like a table and stuff at work, and then like ah, oh, just talking some shit on their lunch break or something. It's fucking. That'd be pretty painful. They're job. not watching TV this time, but it's probably just like the politics in the local paper and shit. You know? Yeah, I mean, I've watched a bit of Gogglebox, and I always find it interesting because I didn't realize. I don't until- want anyone yeah. grabbing my pussy at work. <laughs> yeah, exactly, that sort of thing. Like, and on Gogglebox, like, I wish he was my date for this evening and shit. Like, you know, like, <laughs> watching The Bachelor, like whatever. But they're the same people every week, right? Watching TV and commenting on it. And I was thinking, 
they've actually got because the show is quite popular right so they're just these average suburban dickheads right and they've got quite a big platform of influence right because it's quite an intimate thing just to be able to you sitting on the couch with your mates you know talking shit about tv if someone was to put that in the air to millions of people you'd be like that's quite a good platform mm. but they only have that platform because what they say is so inconsequential and shit yeah they have to have it filtered down to the <coughs> level where the people that they've selected are non-offensive enough to actually get through and then when they are offensive it's just like mundane shit. but offensive in the most disgusting broad like that greek grandma lady it's like, <laughs> eh, she's so fat and disgusting anyway um <laughs> well have you actually watched it oh yeah i've watched, oh, quite, shit. I've watched quite a bit of it actually <laughs> Okay. Um, I sometimes get conned into I'm watching. going on ads here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing all the TV watching, so uh, you don't have to at home. But, thank um, you. Thank you very much. But, uh, yeah, it is sort of a bit of an electric Jew these days, I guess. But is moving, this another flying power? Yeah. yeah. Is it too dirty of me to open too? It's fucking... It's pretty badass. <sighs> it's like... Obviously trying to rip at Red Bull. Yeah. But... So, like, different enough, you know? different enough uh it's a frying power i don't a uh, frying power i think as it's not in, <laughs> in china um i do know it contains caffeine that is not recommended for children pregnant or lactating women or individuals sensitive to caffeine what do, if, no, do not consume more than one can per day oh shit i just if, cracked over my second can what if you're not pregnant and you don't have a nursing child but you are lactating can you have one then well, it depends. It sort of says you can't, but I reckon you probably could. Yeah, you could probably have one get some little... And then you could probably do that thing like when you have mushrooms, how if you got to piss real bad and you're still tripping, mm. like you should probably drink your drink own your piss. piss yeah. Yeah. So, sort of same deal here, I'd say. Well, if you're lactating and you don't... You're not going to injure a baby with it or whatever. You should probably just feed yourself from your own titties and well, get the most out of your flying power. <laughs> you should do that anyway, regardless of the caffeine. But <laughs> I, was ju- I was just thinking, caffeinated milk, why don't people make that as a product and shit? But they do, like their iced coffee and shit, right? No, it's not caffeinated. Oh, That's, caffeinated, yeah. Caffeinated yeah sorry, milk, I just right? had the dirtiest thought in my head. It was carbonated. I think I've discussed this with someone before. Why are there no carbonated milk drinks? Well, yeah. At my mate's house, when we were about 13 or 14, yeah. he had a soda stream. Sure. And he was telling me how, like, no, it'd be, be pretty sick if we just did it with milk or whatever. Yeah. And then we filled it up with milk like went Shh, and did it. And it just, it it's maybe it has like a chemical reaction right. when you do it. And it fizzed an unbelievable amount basically broke the soda stream <laughs> from overflowing while we couldn't unscrew it because it was so pressurized like <laughs> like fucking exploding from carbonating this milk and then yeah. when he actually tried it he's like oh like it's so fucked up but he's like it's not too bad it's not too bad <laughs> and i'm like really and he's like yeah, yeah. and then i went to try it and i was like oh my god like that sour fizz <laughs> Like after sort of expecting it to be milk as well, like ah, I was like, Ugh. can you still? It was taste- like making sour milk with not bad milk. It was so <laughs> fucked up. It was gross. Maybe you put sugar in it. It's like yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe because it's like yeah, I don't know. It's like exposing milk to air for ages. Right? Like it's compressing that like milk going bad sort of thing. It's compressing the timeline and just doing it instantly. Oh, it tasted fucking foul, and it was all over the kitchen. Fuck. What about chocolate milk? Oh, we put yogo in it once, I think. How'd that go? <laughs> oh, no, that wasn't in the soda stream. That was in the, the cream siphon, so that makes perfect sense. What's a cream siphon do? Well, it's the same theory, but it's nitrous oxide instead of carbon dioxide, so it's the way that you do it with whipping cream. Yeah. So you just put cream in this thing, 
screw the siphon, mm. put the cream bulb in the siphon, and it pressurizes it with that. And then when you squirt it out, it comes out like whipped cream. Yeah. So, yeah, we did yoga in it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And then forever after, because I never cleaned that, mother, that fucking thing. <laughs> I always had the uh, weird taste of chocolate yoga associated with cream bulbs. Wow, that's a weird one to have. <laughs> Fuck, you just got me thinking about... You mentioning the nitrous, right? Um, the other day I was watching a cop... I set. lent it to my mate recently. Yeah, nice. I've got to get it back. Got to get it back. Well, you got something from him too, right? <laughs> then we won't talk about that. We won't that, talk yeah. about that. It's ornamental. Um, yeah, it's ornamental, yeah. <laughs> it's from the Central Coast. It's ornamental. Um, but I was watching cops and this guy was... Uh, she's old enough, though. She's, she's definitely old enough. And you should see her slip out of that scabbard. Oh, um, <laughs> shit, that might be that too much. Shit, she is pretty young. Um, <laughs> let's wrap that back up. Uh, yeah, this guy was huffing paint then, all right? And uh, I don't know. He It weirded me out. He was a bit gronky and he had these... Where was this? In, on cops, right? Yeah. It was in... Uh, maybe like Nye County, Nevada or Boise, somewhere in the Intermountain <laughs> West or whatever, you know, strip malls, little kind of red gravel cactus landscaping at the front of banks and shit, you know. Okay, dear. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and this chick, the cops come up and she's like, yeah, he's just been doing this for ages and just sitting in like the little nature strip was a dude. And he had, it sort of looked like what you would expect an insane clown posse fan to look like, right? But he had like ears... On his ears, like imagine you had plugs plugs in or whatever, but then pulled the plug straight out the bottom, like the bottom so it's just torn out the bottom. Yeah, the bottom of his earlobes. It was like two earlobes, right? Like two little bits coming down, <clears throat> and it was bad enough on one side. And then I saw him having it on the other one. But um, he was just huffing fucking paint thinner and shit, right? And was like heaps jittery and had that fucked up chromey look and stuff. And his girlfriend was caught, saw it, who called them and was worried about him. Was sort of like white trashy, but like a redhead and quite attractive. And I was like. Man, chicks really go for some dipshit guys, don't they? Sometimes, like this guy, I sort of get it if he's like a cool meth head and shit like this. But this guy is literally just sitting out the front of a closed bank in his twenties <laughs> or whatever, like huffing paint thinner or whatever. And she's like super concerned about him. I'm like, oh, cut your losses, baby. You know? Yeah. I don't want to genderize yeah. it. I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I just thought it was nice of it, really. I'm trying to think of a way to be nice and play devil's advocate, but it's, it's pretty tough. <laughs> it, was, it was a tough. I'm like the chick's dirtier than him. Um, yeah. Oh, where can I go? Oh, everything I'm gonna say is bad. Yeah, no. I think <laughs> it just goes to show the power, the power of love. I guess is the moral of the story. I don't, I don't know, man. But it just well, uh, maybe there's some fucking magic in that paint thinner. When he huffs that shit, he might be like a god, you know? Like, yeah, I saw him. He, he gets was... like this glowing aura. It's actually green paint on his skin, but it's like... <laughs> there's just something about him. It's like he's got this magical glow to him. <laughs> the way he looks at me with those eyes, they're so intense. And he's like... Ah, like he's just standing in a haze of paint under a streetlight. <laughs> I saw his aura, I swear. <laughs> well, in that case, it's on her, you know? But like, I don't know if she got into this dude before he went like this or whatever. But even his mum, they were like, can you go to his mother's place? And she's like, no, she won't speak to him anymore or whatever. So. Well, that's it. You can't judge it by the cover. It could be this deep relationship and just this fucking crimey story yeah yeah but i don't know it's <laughs> the impression i got is so that, deep is that the chroming was there the whole time sort of thing <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm just grabbing a little soother for my sore little throat motherfucker was born in a hardware store 
He had like 50 previous convictions for like inhale chemical in public. How's that even a thing? They like made that up for him. Yeah, right. It was almost. It seemed like it. This guy's walking around after these fucking biohazard trucks just sniffing. I'm going to lock this can up. Well, as far as drug habits go, it's something. Sorry, listeners, if you can hear a little something, but I got a really sore throat, so I'm going to have to anticall it up. <laughs> can the listeners deal with that? Just make sure you're, um, it's you talking when you're doing the sucking noises, otherwise people are going to get sus. Hmm. <laughs> the other sucking noises we got in here, but um, I guess quickly while I'm on that note of cops, I'd like to give a big, uh, big props to the police car I just saw at 7 o'clock at night on the way here, driving through Manly with its headlights off in the pitch black, so <laughs> good, good work, guys. They were probably going to a crime, they didn't want to fucking, you know, they wanted to do it on the sly. Yeah, like the the ones in um the Somali who jihaded that lady in lights Minnesota. Off, bro, lights off, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. they were creeping up with no lights there. They like, haven't actually figured out what what happened with that yet, right? Oh, he's a Muslim jihadist who purposely assassinated a white woman. Are you? Have you read something? I've read a lot of things. <laughs> 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 All I heard was the body cameras are off, right? And that he is a Somali, but... Mm. Well, no, this is a narrative some people extrapolated from. They've the, gone that far from those facts, Oh, yeah. that's, that's fucking amazing, yeah. Good fact, detective work. I may, yeah. <laughs> I may have even left a little comment on Facebook earlier saying another victim of jihad, sad face. So. <laughs> oh, shit, you're such a flame troll. Mm. But then I felt oh. bad about it. Yeah. No, it's a pretty bad one. Fuck. Pretend I'm but I don't know. It, it's sort of like, yeah, that's such a fucked up flame troll. It's just like taking everyone. You're taking everyone down. Mm. Just, yeah. Well, we can't have a proper discussion these you days. You have to start working out again, bro. Well, yeah, I just right. did it like pretty soon. I can't, oh, can't straighten my fucking arm yet, but mm. I've done it like three times, and now I can like preach down to you again about exercise. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Well, I went for it. I'll tell you what. <laughs> you motherfucker. You, you chuck that in so casually. You should start working out again, bro. Um, a bit of bro science. A bit of bro. X or well, it's just like bros icing bros and shit, you know? Um, but uh, I went for a jog a couple of times last week. Nice. Yeah. I need some new shoes. But it's good. But it's sort of... I cardio don't know. for days. Yeah, it's called cardio. It's sort of like... I sort of feel in a way that cardio is like estrogen or soy. It sort of makes you into a girl a bit though, right? Uh... Yeah, you need to you need to have those or weights is, in there a bit. Or before. is it impossible to be less bitched out than I am now if I just do some? Yeah, running shit, will yeah. easily just make your legs bigger and shit. Yeah, fuck. You already had that tight lunchbox going though, apparently, what? according to our ex boss. <laughs> Who said this? Um, at the RC back in Doctor B. Yeah, back in the day. What did he? I don't know if I know this. What is? But actually, I think he was referring to your lunchbox as the front of your pants. So I don't really yeah. know what the fuck's going that's on here. I, that's what I think. <laughs> what did he say? I didn't know that. I like a compliment. I know. I was just. I was guy. trying to spin it around and be like, you know, like you've already got this this sort of womanly ass. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I was trying to be complimentary mm. and be like, yeah, this muscly ass. Yeah. But yeah, you get these big legs from running. Did he actually say that about my lunchbox? Or did you make that up? No, I just remember him referring to your crotch as a lunchbox. Like, what the fuck? No, well, that's fair enough. To me, it'll always be in that context. Um, remember, like, <laughs> at, at, at um, one of the old Commonwealth Games or Olympic Games, was Matt Shervington, that runner. And when they did the front-on thing, it had his dick, like, wh- whipping all over. And he was quite a good-looking guy, so it was all in the media. Like, mm, all these chicks liking watching it. And it was a joke then that it was a lunchbox and shit. Oh, okay. So it's a legit damn. Yeah, so 
I thought yeah. he just was this crazy guy that made up this sweet shit. No, it's definitely the front male genitalia is a lunchbox and shit. <laughs> Especially when it's like wrapped in like athletics or like speedos or whatever kind of thing. You know? <laughs> oh, I guess there is fruit and veg in there, eh? And hmm. that kind of shit. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it's like a banana and a couple of walnuts or whatever. <laughs> Got a little LCM bar off to the it's side. a little scrog and pack. Yeah, little scrogs. Maybe a fucking sandwich in there. Ah... Oh yeah, so just to recap, the uh, we tried to do a podcast like a month ago, hmm. and then I turned this shit on, and um, my sound card had disappeared from existence. Yeah. So I'm guessing because it was seven or eight years old, some actual component in it had failed because all the drivers and shit were still on my computer. Everything, all the programs and shit was still there, but whenever you tried to open anything associated with it, it said this hardware isn't on your, like the device isn't on your computer. So I thought, like, at first I was like, oh, you motherfuckers creative, always fucking me. But then I thought a bit longer about it for a second. I was like, the first one I had was like a Sound Blaster Autogy, because I don't want to go all out balls on the table and go pro audio sure. have to buy audio digital converters and do all this rack equipment and shit i don't yeah. really have the room right yeah. so high-end sound blaster was good when it was sound blaster autogy um but it only sort of lasted four or five years and that one fucked out but that was back in the day when i was early 20s and when my computer fan would get too loud and stuff like that i used to actually kick my computer quite hard yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like i've learned to respect my own shit quite yeah, a lot you got over that problem right? by working out right yeah basically yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then got the next one and it was like a sound blaster <coughs> x-fi but i got it at this really fucking shit time sorry for the tech talk everyone yeah go on. Um, it's all good but I got it at this weird time where Windows 7 had just come out and this x thing was like top range for the shit before Windows 7, whatever the fuck that was. If it was XP still, I don't what know. was that fuck? Probably XP still. And then um, the drivers with x were fucked because of that, like the time that it got released and then new operating systems coming out. So I ended up using it and fi- figuring a way around it and it ended up working to what i wanted to do for seven years so i got around it even though it had really quite shitty drivers Mm. and then um so thinking about it i was like four years then seven years even though i've had a bit of frustration with it that's like pretty oh that's pretty pretty fucking sick you've been using it intensively so i bought another fucking sound blast some type beats nice i got a zxr and it was like i don't know like four four to five hundred bucks sort of top of the range ship maybe not quite to the professional specs like as back in the xp day because they're aware that professional audio does all this high-end shit so yeah. they don't really need to compete with that they can just do the gaming stuff but mm. touch wood so far this one works as works the drivers work better than x <laughs> and the card is working for what i want except tonight we can't hear ourselves in the headphones and hear anything on the headphones at the same time so i'm still trying to figure out the whole fucking bus situation here so yeah the old bus situation. at least we got this fucking bitch recording again the old so. bus paradox well well yeah welcome back to the clinton doe show and what's that the leaning tower of uh fucking uh, uh-huh. of what what are we uh, it's the eiffel tower isn't the eiffel tower it? yeah <laughs> no but we don't have room for here right now i think to do that but uh yeah nice well i just bought a microphone for myself to play okay. around with at home so hopefully i'll have some uh Brand new fucking some chalky vocals going. Some white chalky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um. <coughs> oh shit! Why? Why? <laughs> Why is it so hard for them? 
and you just chuck effects on it. It's fine. Yeah, right. Well, that's what Kate, <laughs> Katy Perry and shit does, right? You just fucking just get someone else to sing it. <laughs> well, no, that wasn't me. That was a um, that was a raw Britney recording before they hit it with the auto tune. Yeah, right. I saw that advertised. It was like, on Facebook the other day. It was like, oh, this like. Un- unaltered version of like Britney Spears singing some song before auto tune on it. And it sounded like the fucking same. So yeah, she's a good singer, right? She just can't do it live because she's got to dance around like she's doing aerobics and shit, and she's unfit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Too many singers and shit. Oh, Britney. The noughties were a weird decade, huh? In hindsight, and singing's like quite subjective, you know, because Miley Cyrus can sing, <coughs> mm, yeah. but I'm not heaps into the thin little <laughs> voice, you know. But she can definitely sing. Katy Perry can't really, I don't think. Oh, I mean, she can, but like, she's more sex moaning. Yeah, yeah, she's always doing this goofy comment, <laughs> this goofy sort of yeah, work. Yeah, make them go ah ah ah. Yeah, come in summer ah ah Oh shit! I thought you were gonna say ass. That's why. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh Katie. Apparently, everyone hates her now because she's like a racist or something. I don't know. Illuminati sex puppet and all this. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the Illuminati sex puppet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just search celebrities doing one eye or celebrities one eye. Yeah, but, on Google yeah. and search. What do you mean doing one eye? What's this? What? What, just covering up one like eye? bowing dude. down to their fucking overlord or whatever. Baphomet or whatever. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's a bit vague. It's just some rich dude that's like, do it, hmm. do it or you don't get the million dollars. Fuck. I need to put the images in your head. You yeah. need to see the male guy with a vagina that still has a working uterus bleed in her pants for other women mm. somehow. Do you like that picture, dude? <laughs> Stuff now? Oh, it's stuck with me, yeah, bro. Just remember, it's not just women that have periods. So Bros for periods. Yeah. Bros for periods. <laughs> yeah, well, that's Satanism in action, really, isn't it? <laughs> Our culture is satanic, sort of. <laughs> oh, We should all eat Chipotle in solidarity. In solidarity to shit our pants. But, um, <laughs> Speaking of, of a similar note, and you were mentioning it before the show, I heard a good theory that um, basically Islam, rather than the Prophet Muhammad having, you know, the Quran, the word of God unveiled or revealed to him by Allah, apparently, by Gabriel, apparently, the Archangel Gabriel, apparently, from what I've heard, a different interpretation. Gabriel. Instead, yeah, instead of Gabriel, it was actually satan whispering in his ear saying all the stuff which is why it is just islam is a satanic corruption of christianity <laughs> it wasn't gabriel revealing it was satan like revealing like you know leading him astray which is why he's a warrior and stuff <laughs> or whoever wrote that story about gabriel yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah it's a, an interesting fun fact like because it's fun to um pretend like <coughs> it's real but all these derivative stories that are a cool way to program people like Je- well, how does Jesus say it? Jesus say the basic instructions before we leave the earth. Yeah, right. So that's basically all that shit is. And once you can see all the similarities in all of them, and the history of religions, and you're like, hang on, how come there's a timeline here? Mm. And one goes to the next one, to the next one, and yeah. they grab shit from each other. Okay, there's some dudes orchestrating this shit, and it may very well have a purpose that is more transcendent than maybe the intent was even in the first place but the fact that it gets directed 
in the general with Christianity let's say anyway in this general way the positivity ends up breaching to the masses and then maybe even pre-Christianity as well in Rome when the Senate and that is controlled by Rome and not by Caesars and stuff they're trying to get that sense of working for the people as a country rather than just for the elite and fuck the rest of the country they're trying to have their country be better than other countries right so that's sort of like this cool starting point and developing and all these religions are developing and shit and then so what you got these pagan ones like zeus and that that come from the greek ones that were like apollo and all that shit or maybe i got that shit wrong then you get christianity from some weird place Hmm. which seems like a bunch of morally righteous people trying to inject this new way for the common man to have a way to strive to have yeah a universal there was a universalism yeah like there's a goodness in the common man that everyone can be like the hero or whatever you know like rather than i'm a descendant of the bloodline and all you people are my fucking serfs yeah and this far removed sort of weird pantheon of kind of like sun gods so there is like brilliance in christianity like the west at the moment take pride in just shitting down christians throats or whatever yeah and like with due due process when it comes to kitty touching and all this stuff but it's not it's not like it's um comparable because like people get so disgusted on the other hand when you try and criticize islamic cultures especially in the ones where the islam dominates the country so hard that it becomes sharia law and Mm -hmm. the way of life intertwined with government Hmm. so i'm just like how come if christianity is a precursor to islam because the prophet muhammad's from 1400 right and it's like a later book that's all based around all this warring tribes and stuff and because it's required at the time but how is that more like when we're talking about it it's always this massive defense that it's this ancient culture and oh they've got these ways and stuff in troy and shit back in the greek days they seem like they were these kind of mediterranean type people yeah and they have similar things to Islamic culture, but they don't have all that, no. that crazy extra shit. So, like, it's well, not like it's tied into the culture in this ancient sense the way that it's no. unchangeable. But and, it, it arose specific, I guess, to a specific time and place of warring tribes on that Arabian Peninsula. Yeah. And got intertwined with that sort of, uh, you know, that culture, that message, that conquest, and that expanded out from there. I know what you mean, though. It's fucking weird reading in places like... I read that even the other day, right, that I didn't know this, but I think uh, it was like the 700s, I think, when Islam arose, so about 1,400 years ago. But before that, Christianity had spread quite a far way east. So I heard that even Kashgar in China had an archbishop before Britain did, right? (laughs) Like it had reached, uh, where is it, parts of India, Christianity and stuff before it ever got to Poland or Scandinavia (laughs) or anything. And then got, Rome was fucking dope. <laughs> yeah, so it was like because Rome adopted the Christianity yeah. after a while and shit. So yeah. the message also that was built on the Roman Empire, but then you know Islam came and like you know did what it did to and that. it got like <clears throat> exported eventually to England through their outposts in England, mm. and then England is so far from Rome. Mm. Rome dissolves into this shit cake fest, right? Mm. And then dudes like apparently such as King Arthur. I don't know if that's just legendary as well, but. A, the legend that he is based on apparently those guys were still trying to be like yeah pelagius is the man and like equal opportunity for men and all this shit in rome 
when in Rome it was already fucked. Yeah. And then when they found that out, they were like, oh my God, I can't even go back to Rome. And then England basically becomes the new Rome. Yeah. And then they start doing all the Commonwealth <coughs> shit, exporting all this kind of... Like, I know there is another sus side to it with the elite running the world and shit, but in a worldly sense, it has raised up the entirety of the globe in a technological sense at least. Maybe, mm. Maybe if you're on the other side and you're fucking super poor on the other side of the world yeah but those places it's were the all, opposite shit those but, places were all super poor but like, the base the majority of the world has been brought up because of the the goodness in that culture yeah the righteousness of colonialism I agree well the, the righteousness of trying to empower the individual sure and it's so it's so much different and more like uh, but it's so precarious a, to talk about even, now but I've been fuck? watching all those historical movies yeah. And it, after, like, watching Alexander and shit like that, hmm. I had so little time for any of those movies at the time because of yeah. the state that I was in and because I really enjoyed Gladiator when that came sure. out. And then I was like, oh, fuck all these other movies. But I've been more enjoying history as an adult. And then watching something like Alexander and having hand-in-hand hand all of this moral virtue and righteousness and shit with a guy that's flawed as well mm. who wants to do all this shady fucking yeah. gay sex and have Indian wives and all this cool multicultural yeah. I love the world so idealistic shit. warriors hand though, in yeah. hand which is fucking murking yeah. motherfuckers like we need to take over your fucking country yeah, so we that we can give you, you righteousness yeah, because yeah. you guys are a bunch of fucking crazy yeah. motherfuckers and in his mind he's like I'm gonna fuse the Greek empires and Persian and we're gonna be a super people and shit like that but we have to do this through conquest yeah. so a lot of it stands the test of time and sort of did progress the world yeah. I know what you mean but it, that so, glory came he's basically this Hitler cunt going in and genociding people and shit yeah yeah so it's sort of a sad indictment. So it's cool that now it's an info war. We're just genociding people on YouTube instead with memes and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> CNN is fucking extinct, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, the great meme war of 2017. That shit is fucking epic. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a bit out of control. It's so hard to... Ex- imagine explaining that to fucking someone that's been asleep for 10 years. Yeah, right? You can't really... <laughs> Just watch this. And it's all these yeah. little CNN heads on things and, like, Trump beating the shit out of stuff and being Indiana Jones and Luke Skywalker yeah. and shit. Like, ah! Fuck. And that new viral Alex Jones song. That's Yeah, like, that was pretty cool. Gonna stab Fuck. your daughter at the Do you know, a funny fact, you were talking about the new Rome. I know that... In Orthodox Christianity, like the Russian kind, they consider Russia to be the third Rome, they call it. After Rome and Constantinople, they consider themselves to be the inheritors of that righteous, you know, Christian Roman righteousness, sort of. Which I think is funny <laughs> because we often, we, de- we don't, because of the way we conceive the world. If you're a Russian, the way you conceive the world is so much different just from like where you live and like what your history is to how What's we do it. What's the culture here. of their czars and all that stuff? Were they Christians? Yeah, they were, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was it? Fucking, there was a, a three-pronged fucking stand behind the czar, which was uh, autocracy, orthodoxy, and something else, the military maybe. And that was how they stood on the church and kind of dictatorship and stuff. But... Yeah, then they got overthrown by uh, the old uh, the old commies. Yeah, the USSR thing just fucking woo. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, Stalin he found the country using wooden plows and he left it with nuclear bombs. So <laughs> again, <laughs> like Alexander the Great, you know. I guess in a in a yeah in a world power standing sense, that's totally mm. true. But 
at the expense of most of the majority <laughs> rather yeah, than yeah. I don't know I like the idea of like the the 50s in America you know with all this like you know just like the shitty plastic hand phone thing and mm. like just like door to door makeup sales women coming around shit you know just like just such a fake world they're like, trying to make it so fake nice but we only know I know, <laughs> I know what you mean and it's such a weird like go to sort of point but we only know it from sort of I guess a bit of reading history and pop culture yeah, back to the future shit, like man. I was wondering about our parents other. lived at that time though, but heard, I guess it wasn't okay, quite the same over here's here. what I was thinking this this morning I've heard people like on the alt-right and stuff be like oh like society's fucked up today because of like dysgenic breeding kind of thing like people that should and I'm like okay okay but and so i was looking multiracial breeding is the savior of humanity sure sure but um but in terms of even apart from the even apart from the racial stuff just the idea that because of like you know weak people can prosper more kind of thing where they didn't have to so like poorer genes are getting passed on right (laughs) so yeah this idea it's real eugenesis and i was looking at all these people walking through central today and i'm like is that true like because you have this 50s sort of ideal and you know i remember reading a thing back in like okay like in england in 1900 there was a regiment of new south wales soldiers for queen victoria's jubilee and one of the things was like oh and the proud boys from from new south wales regiment all of them standing at least five foot eleven right (laughs) i sang out and i was like fuck that would have been probably you get this sort of view of the olden days and shit but like people were probably so sick and short and kind of like dying from shitty diseases maybe not so much in the 50s you know but um still was it that sort of idyllic world or well yeah if we were 511 fuck yeah you saw what Mao did to the Chinese they're all fucking 410 Jesus Christ communism makes you short and tiny because they fucking steal all the good steaks for themselves and make you eat cardboard and fucking and humans. shit in you pasta yeah. and stuff yeah, and humans. cannibalism yeah, yeah. You, you can't get enough real vitamins from eating your fellow man to super hardcore you just gotta yeah you gotta make better friends with your dog and all that kind of shit Really? But that would be harder to kill him, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, Do you know, that actually, the Chinese characters for man's best friend means man's favorite snack. <laughs> uh, I was going to say it's lost in translation, but it's Chinese to Chinese. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? It's one of those inscrutable riddles we can't really get with our Western mode of thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like people complain about China not being free and say that it needs elections, but they keep having babies, so I reckon there's quite a few elections happening around the country. You know? <laughs> Seeing them coming now. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing better than the average Chinaman, then. Sorry. Sorry. He's on a roller coaster. <laughs> Lol. Lol. <laughs> Do you say lol in real life? I just did now. Yeah. I made B. Fuck. It was pretty ironic, but I hope I, I hope not to do it again too soon. Um, my our mate B, who's in our email thread and shit, um, reckons he's never used lol in an email as well too. It's like Dash and Big Mac. Yeah, Dash not having his Big Mac. Almost got him once. Oh, uh, you know who I am, right? I think so. You do. I'm the spirit that embodies all peoples and religions. Sounds like egomania to me. Yeah. And then some. 
<sighs> or, and kind of not though it's like the dissolution of it so that everyone is part of that as well even though it's I am it's you are but I am because mm. we are I don't know I'm just mm. yeah I know what I know what you mean I'm hoping that my uh, my writings my scribblings aren't too um how would you put it like arrogant yeah kind of but like will stop people from you know like having eye and shit like that even though it's funny to me maybe that's going to be so cocky to someone that's sort of half depressed about it that they're like you fucking cunt and just sort of throw the book down no i think people can relate and shit right people people buy all these books wanting they're like oh i want this life experience i want to read about it and shit if the person just writing a self-indulgent... Not saying yours in, but, yeah, yeah. but people write about it. Oh, I think yours is self-dissolved... It's not self... Um, it's self-dissolving it. and self-sort of fortifying uh, at the same time. You said self-absolving? Dissolving. Oh, self-absolving, yeah. it's called. <laughs> Fuck. It's just... It's a cyclic nonsense piece of... Hallucinated... You know, like hallucinogen... Hallucinogenic-inducing... Mm crap sort of like the bible on the ground yeah Yeah. in in a more outwardly reaching way to include people without trying to exclude anyone or anything Mm. but because it's so vague in that sense and overarching it could just kind of be meh as well you know like well yeah i don't know that's it fucked me up though Yeah, I don't want to be so cynical as to say that, like, oh, you need exclusion for something to mean something because it's such a <laughs> shitty way to look at stuff. And I don't want to, like, rail dogmatically against the idea of inclusion and stuff. But Christianity offers that. They they save everyone, right? That's why you have to go out to these... Yeah, but, yeah. I just don't like the idea of... <coughs> yeah, the the word of God and all that sure. kind of shit, you know? I'll tell you what I don't understand is that... It's I, like, you're alive, bro. Like, what you say is godly. <laughs> I've never quite understood, and it seems to play a big part, and you talk about going back to the 50s and shit, and people probably had this more back then, right? And I'm not trying to be funny or flippant here, but the concept of sin. You know what I mean? Like, I sort of get guidelines for behavior and everything, and I get that's why a good idea. And to a certain extent, I get why shame or or whatever can be a productive thing and why it needs to be instilled right in people for society to run all right but the very idea of this broad it seems like when people refer to it they have a very certain idea of what they're talking about when they say sinning and i don't get it because i wasn't raised in a christian household and shit yeah i don't don't identify with it in the same way that you're talking about either i've tried to but i like slaying the infidel i can get i understand what that means but while you were starting off to it though i was likening it in my head to moral virtue though Mm. and the the, and it's such a vague shitty way but i'll try and just rationalize it in the simple way it's like um it's it's based on existence it's sort of like when i was saying if you're talking to an atheist and the like because a lot of the time they're so adamant about it that it is like talking to a hardline religious person all right totally so you just you just need to ask your atheist to explain non-existence to you hmm. and just watch them fail yeah because no one can and that that's my my personal indication which may not apply to anyone but i hope would apply to everyone um is that because we're in this realm of existence where you can't even think of nothing hmm. of an absolute nothing 
it always relates to something. It's like, oh, it's blackness, but yeah, like that's hmm. you still have a concept contextual of to you and all that shit. Yeah, so it's always something. It's you can't even think of nothing. So the fact that that positive force, that existing force, always trumps the negative force to me is why you should always try and resonate with the positive force and doing good things for people and trying to keep shit alive and hmm. you know like you can't help stepping on ants you got to eat shit to survive hmm. but if you can try and do it righteously it feels like you resonate better because we exist hmm. like and it's just yeah i just find that it, in that vague retarded sense because existence is the only option it means that good always beats evil which means that being evil is retarded because you're always going to be hated by the majority anyway. Like, all that kind of shit. Hmm. Yeah, okay, that's how you mean. So there is good and evil, and in this duality, a lot of the people that are coming up to that level of wanting to try and... Because it's hard... I, I don't understand oneness, you know what I mean? It's mm. infinity, it's totally fucked. But when you're trying to get to that level, you pass these different levels, and, like, duality is the the shit that all these satanists and crazy fucks on earth play to to placate their own brain like about having to be like shitty unrighteous or whatever sure. you know like so you're like oh no but it's the duality everything exists in this duality so you're saying there's it's a- always an equal and opposite so, so it's sort of making excuses for selfish behavior yeah sort so of thing, me yeah. doing shitty stuff is just part of the universe yeah you know it's pretty easy to make up those just yeah so so a lot of the world's elite are on that level of spirituality where it's all about duality so if i do shitty things i'm gonna get a good thing out of it i just have to learn to deal with the shittiness of it yeah which is why they all look like fucking soros and the emperor and all this yeah, shit yeah, like right because of all the shit that they fucking deal with to make their little dollars and credits in the bank account it does tear at your fucking soul (coughs) but who's got time to think about this shit yeah exactly there's frog powers to be dropped (coughs) I had this cool idea that you should try and grow plants on the inside of the outer rim of a centrifuge Okay. With the light source in the middle of the centrifuge facing outwards. Uh-huh. And then try and make some strain of, like, plant, or preferably cannabis, I guess, that's resistant to high Gs. And then when you chuck it outside with this new plant that you've selected to be resistant in the centrifuge, you chuck it outside and they grow, like, 50-foot plants and shit. <laughs> All right, I get it. I don't right. know if it really works, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you like select them so that there's really strong things. Would it grow weaker though? Like, would it be the same? Because if you put it in a centrifuge, oh, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah would it be for it to bend? It needs to have yeah, less. for it to stretch yeah. out. Would it be less? Because, or do you have to like if you feed it twice as much shit <laughs> while giving it like twice as many G's? Like, rah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just for that, we're looping this fucking plan around the edge. Oh. It reminds me, I watched uh, Life the other day, which is quite a good sci-fi horror thing with Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. and a few other people in it. I think my bro recommended that to me as well. Yeah, they're in the because it's not too far in the future. They're in the ISS in the space station, and they go like an unmanned probe has gone to Mars to pick up soil samples and just bring it back to the ISS, <laughs> and they start doing the samples on there. And yeah, fucked up shit starts happening and stuff. <laughs> and it's pretty good. It's a fun little sci-fi movie. Sweet. So, so I'd recommend checking that out. Yeah, I watched one of my favourites again recently as well. Which one is that? Starship fucking troopers. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. I'll have to watch that. 
it felt a bit racist watching it in these times of peril but um i think that's just my brain you know well it, it, they are desert planets it is kind of a bit no you know what does it, that it puts it off and i guess harold and kumar really sealed the deal when yeah. rob cordry comes up to the window and he's like such a hardcore what is he like fucking anti-terrorism yeah. agent yeah type right dude. a homeland security so, guy yeah that's why I fucking signed up. <laughs> Two words. Starship fucking troopers. <laughs> well, the reason why you feel like that, and I remember this was a thrill of that time, is because not only does it show sci-fi and sort of what a sort of believable sort of fascist system looks like, it makes that fascist system look exciting and glorious. Yeah, yeah it made it seem like so and that's why so that good meant, to be yeah. part of this shit world where yeah. everyone's just fucked like, no, you have to serve two years to be a citizen, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what it is. I was like, yeah yeah it's starting to the real world is, sign me up fuck you want to live forever well that doesn't go with your oneness sort of uh see even though you're preaching oneness you're really aren't you lusting after yeah, this but kind if of we're glorious warfare if we're protecting earth against the oh, so say it's like yeah. glorious violence sort yeah. of thing. yeah okay oh dude i'm down for the glory violence okay that's yeah people <laughs> think that in the west we're just a bunch of pussies now it's like mm. no we're tolerant and we enjoy having these peaceful lifestyles but Mm. I'm from like a bloodline of psychopaths. Mm. Like mm. the Saxon Awakens, yeah. 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 <laughs> um We got kicked out of like England basically for being too mental. <laughs> this is sort of true, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, or stealing bread or yeah. something, I don't know. On the my queen or the king and queen were a bit of fucked mm. back then. On yeah. my mum's side, like eight generations back. Stole bread going to Australia to die, I can't. The beginnings of my mum's side eight eight generations back in like the eighteen thirties was like a German who met an Irishman here in the Hunter Valley and then had eight kids. Fuck yeah. And that's pretty psycho sort of thing. <laughs> a German and an Irishman. So Big yeah. pimping. How long ago was that? Like, a, I don't know, getting on 180 years or whatever. I guess. <laughs> Fucking around in Australia. Yeah. I don't know. We probably shouldn't have borders then. Yeah. No, that's true. It'll all work itself out in the end, I reckon. We're a nation of immigrants and shit. Hmm well yeah we are no we are I agree why are you doing that smile on your face fuck I agree we are I'm a tolerant guy um I was gonna read something out for you hang on you talk for one second okay alright here we go I was trying to get all ABC on you sorry Ghanaian man with a hundred children wants more in the BBC Africa Today is World Population Day, and one man in Ghana has a hundred reasons to mark his particular contribution. Kofi Aselenu, 80, is the father of a hundred children by 12 wives. 12 wives? Yeah. Nice. That's quite a lot. I don't have any brother uncle. That's why I decided to have so many children, so they can give me a befitting burial when I die. <laughs> in my hometown, if you give birth to one child, they'll say you're important, so I want to have many children. He looks physically strong and even says he's willing to have more children, despite mistakenly proposing to one of his daughters three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> the embarrassing incident meant he was forced to apologize to her, explaining that he had an eye problem so he could not recognize her. <laughs> As for his wives, they're all happy with the setup. First wife, Naomi Asilano, told the BBC, When I married my husband, he decided to marry more women. I didn't have any option. He's able to take care of us, pay the children's school fees. They're healthy and strong, so there's nothing wrong with that. So there's a big cones and dough shout out to uh, Kofi Asilano. Making the world a better place. Fuck yeah. Obama doesn't want him to have an air conditioner though, but he can have 10 kids. <laughs> Fuck. 
but I guess they're probably going to be injected with some free Bill Gates polio virus as well. You know, like, <laughs> thank you. That makes them give birth to heaps of kids with polio, sort of. Yeah, they're bringing it back. They're bringing the Forrest Gump fucking legs back. That's what he got, wasn't it? <laughs> Fuck. And always sucks with me out when I think about it is that he was named after that KKK general as well. Forrest. Nathan Forrest or whatever. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Yeah, that's who he was named after. It's that old time he's out. Yeah, that that's a fucked up movie. <laughs> I watched it as a kid, and then when I watched it as an adult, and it just made me sick with baby boobs. <laughs> I like how it encapsulates everything, but yeah, the actual, some of the running themes in it are just like <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> and he gets he gets so cucked out and shit. Yeah. Too, I guess yeah, yeah. But what are you gonna do? It's Tom Hanks. Yeah, I've been poisoned by Hollywood. seeing yeah by being able to see that shit in it now though as mm. well because even if it's a good movie sometimes I'll fuck myself by um starting to get put off by the politicised shit in shows yeah right. even though it's a good show yeah yeah I know what you mean it's like uh, that's why the best uh, entertainment because everything's political the best is to just watch compilations on YouTube of people having arguments in parking lots and shit yeah there's no there's no fucking left right <coughs> paradigm in fail army videos is there like fuck you oh I've 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 made a few critical race observations in some of them and stuff but uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> destroyed no, they, my theory they, no they're good fun destroying theories is what we're about you know what I mean it seems like it's oh, all this fucking choose a side trying to it's identity politics extreme shit is so weird because it blows it blows the mind of it should blow the minds of people of our generation because you grow up going through fucking primary school and infants and all this shit getting taught about aboriginal culture and european culture and all this shit and loving it mm. and like oh yeah how about eating witchetty grubs and they teach you all this fucking shit in school mm. and you love it then you turn 18 and then suddenly everyone tells you you're a racist yeah. <laughs> uh, um okay mm. it's just uh, sin, yeah sins of the father type shit but well yeah it's that plus I worked out things made more sense to me that whole even before it's called virtue signaling when you realise that a lot of what passes for these expressions of guilt is sort of a performative thing <laughs> a status thing or whatever <laughs> And that's a bit of pill to swallow sort of thing. I saw that at Sydney Uni when they were <coughs> protesting the red pill video. Yeah. And there was some cucked out bitch of a guy mm. in this circle of fucking cucks. Yeah. And lefty girls and stuff. And they're all just screaming about nonsense. And, oh, it was... Just, I wouldn't subject anyone to it, but... No. It's just that... Having that as, like, a prevailing ideology even in our universities over here now it's not going to do any good i mean if if i had this much trouble figuring out my own fucking <laughs> shit hmm. and we were seriously the guinea pig like you're the second year of it but hmm. we were the guinea pig generation where the curriculum got changed hmm. and got more cucked out and all this shit right yeah. so like 
But it's not even that. It's so a, we had a taste of both worlds, though, to a certain extent. It's really what it is. It's the nexus of that academic sort of shit you're talking about. The new kids are uh, fucked, though. Yeah, you know? but that academic, that sort of strain of theory, mixing with the media, mixing with social media technology. Yeah, social media. We're <laughs> lucky we avoided that, I guess, in a way. Because that's going it, to... That shit's ruined high school, for sure. It's going to... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's just the new normal of how we as a society have these conversations is absolutely abnormal and sort of dysfunctional and there's nothing we can do about it anymore that we've let the genie out of the bottle. Um, what are you going to do? They're going to need like a virtual finger banging app kind of thing. It'll be a lot cleaner though. <laughs> don't they already sell those things? Oh, the fidget spinner. <laughs> I wasn't thinking of that. Oh, shit. <laughs> I bought one of those. I like how it buzzes on the tip of my finger. I bought one of those for my girlfriend for her birthday. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's not custom, is it? <laughs> um, it was an impulse Sorry, buy. Sorry, dear. It was an impulse buy. Sorry, dear. Um, <laughs> yes, dear. So many comedies. Um, okay, I was saying earlier. I or think, if you're James Bond, I guess. Sorry, M. Sorry, sorry, M. Imagine how James Bond, how cucked out he's going to be within ten years. <laughs> sorry, M. Well, Doctor Who's a bitch now. So. Hey, she's not necessarily a bitch. <laughs> See, that's what I mean as well. Like, it could, it could totally be a good show, and I got into trouble. Well, I don't like Doctor Who anyway. Yeah, it could totally be a good I might show, like and it now. might be better with the the woman in front of the show. I don't give show. a fuck about Doctor Who. I just don't like the idea. Of all of these fucking shows and all these comic books and mm. all this shit, just deliberately being like, no, change that to a woman, mm. change that to this, change that to that. What if they made, you know how Wonder Woman came out and so like, woo, Wonder Woman kind mm. of thing. What if like, they've been doing this shit for years and <coughs> finally girls feel like, yeah, they're starting to get a little bit of representation. Mm. And then for the Wonder Woman 4, mm. it comes out and it's still called Wonder Woman but it's a tranny playing Wonder Woman. But just deal with it. It's Wonder Woman. Well, that would be okay because feminism now is required to accept trans women. You know, you don't have to have ovaries to be a woman. <laughs> this is part of being a good feminist is to be able to be inclusive of trans women and not subscribe to these ideas of real women or unreal women. She is now a woman, you know? <laughs> just because she doesn't have a uterus, because she doesn't have periods, just because she doesn't have a vagina doesn't mean that she's not part of the sisterhood, okay? Uh, it was still a comic book movie, I guess, so it was a bad example. Let's say... Um, I'm saying that would be progressive. Let's say... You are heaps into sewing, <laughs> yeah. and then we just want to change all of the sewing needle sticks, those big things, so that they're all shaped like penises. That is but very... you're still allowed to sew as much as you want, but you just have to do it with these penis-shaped sewing sticks. Is that your reverse analogy for females coming into, like, pop culture and shit? <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, I, like, I couldn't think quick enough yeah, of my feet. No, it's cool. Like, you know, maybe this alpha brain's like, out of date. I don't know. Like, you, know how, you know how we feel as men when we see, like, feminine invasion into what we see as our culture? It's sort of like, imagine that if you were sewing, <laughs> when, you, when you're sewing, and the needles... It was deliberately obtuse. ...were shaped, obtuse, were shaped yeah. like this. <laughs> it gives a good idea of the way I feel about this. <laughs> Fuck. QED, motherfucker. <laughs> How would you feel if we made all... What are those birth hand things called? Midwives? Yeah, midwives. What if they all just had to be creepy dudes now? 
But they're still good at their job, but they just, like, sort of look at you a bit funny when they're delivering your baby and shit. Well, there are heaps of male obstetricians and gynecologists. Yeah, but we right? just replace all the... Oh, the midwives. All the nice midwives, yeah. All the wet nurses would transmanage it, yeah. Into these sort of cold guys that are just like, oh, push it out, bitch. Well, that's probably... Ha- just sort of change the paradigm completely. And that's be like, a- the babies are still getting born, aren't they? That's how they did it, though. Wasn't it, like, back in the day when they gave birth in like in the game, I'm talking like caveman type my analogy is so fucking okay. it doesn't make any sense <laughs> no but that, that. I really wanted to cut it down I just can't think of anything good enough <laughs> the ritual of birth back in like sort of prehistoric times it was all like all the women of the tribe would it would be like a communal sort of thing right probably and then it moved through to this sort of surgical modernization where it probably is these kind of gruff doctors like oh push and shit and then now it's going back to sort of this more holistic sort of like oh midwife yeah my my vulgarity and insensitivity and shit is just a product of the times it's like <laughs> totally it's like me trying to good excuse it's like i'm not i'm doing a milo yiannopoulos but i'm fully not good at it you know yeah it's like you just I try and be so uber offensive to the other degree mm. that it just shits on your whole victim thing because it's like, oh my god, what the hell is going on here? It's definitely a cost. And then we find a middle ground, but um, it's not working right now. <laughs> there are no middle grounds because uh, yeah, the I'm argu- throwing shit in the, the in arguments the are instant and irresolvable. But yeah, what can you do? When they go low, we go high. That's always been my motto. And at the end of the day, I guess who gives a fuck about these shitty fucking movies anyway? Mm. Yeah, right. Video games is where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except Gamergate and yeah. shit. Oh, fuck. Yeah. What's next? No, that's why Gamergate was so intense because yeah. video games were the hill that everyone was going to die on sort of thing. <laughs> they didn't care about movies and shit. It's fucked up. I don't know what that says. I don't know what that says about contemporary masculinity, but probably the same thing that the best kind of conservative outspoken person for masculinity is like the most flaming gay degenerate kind of queer guy. Milo Yiannopoulos. <laughs> He comes back to the we want to kill shit thing. Mm. Really? Mm. It's like you... Seriously, we're this cucked out and you want to take away the last thing like us simulating on a TV blowing people away. I've seen a lot of articles recently about the immorality of the coming sex robots and shit as well too. There's going to be some culture wars over them. Yeah, I'm... (laughs) Already explaining why this is not the same as a vibrator. Like equating it in a reverse oh, it analogy. It totally yeah. is. It totally is just a vibrator, but it's not necessarily a good idea. No. I wouldn't get into it because <clears throat> it's it's like any rabbit hole. It's like once you, mm. you know, yeah. how are you going to equate? I don't know. Maybe if you could separate the two, but then how are you going to explain your sex doll to your real chick? So yeah, just get a real chick. Hmm. I got my real chick and my fake chick. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe once they're good enough, your sex doll will have your girl's face on it and it'll be, you're like, oh, my girl's away, so I'm having sex with my fake girl. And then she's okay with it because it's still her, kind of, it looks like her. So it's this new sort of cyber polyamory, sort of, I reckon you'd call it. (laughs) You can have a real girlfriend and then guys will be going on business trips just yeah. with their sex doll of their wife yeah. and stuff it's like how a girl can it's <laughs> like the change the changeable head yeah. in their suitcase it's pretty much exactly <laughs> it's just like how a girl can have a boyfriend and a vibrator you know <laughs> uh, it really is but i'm not so, the problem isn't the disrespect 
That's that's what I'm saying. It is like having a vibrator. It's yeah. not the disrespect. Hmm. The problem is what the happens precedent, to you. The psychological precedent. It's what happens to you. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like what you end up being allowed to do when there's <laughs> there's no repercussion on the other side. Mm. What you end up then normalizing for yourself. All this yeah. kind of shit. And this you know? screen right here is bad enough for those sort of Fuck things, yeah. right? So Fuck yeah. Yeah. yeah, porn is like extreme enough. Yeah, already. So, and dudes in Japan are already doing it with those like mm. real, real dolls and mm. all that sort of stuff. So, it's gonna happen. Mm. Just don't do it. <laughs> yeah, probably don't do it. <laughs> Imagine if we released a kind of dose sex doll as well. Holy <laughs> oh, shit! Ugh. Fuck. With you on one side and me on the other side, it's just got two fronts. No, I think it's a double doll together and the, the person has to get in the middle of it. Though. Yeah, I don't, know how I don't know how popular that would be. An Eiffel Tower sex doll. Yeah, I have to strip myself That in. makes a lot more sense, yeah. yeah. Fuck, we'll charge double for it. Based on the show, for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's a sick, sad new world, I guess. And really, tonight, I think we've, uh, we've raised more questions than we've answered. So I apologize for that, listener. But at the same time, I think we've covered a wide range of stimulating uh, ground. Yeah, just to recap... <coughs> I don't really care about those movies and the <laughs> feminization of them sure. as a as an individual product. Mm. I just am becoming fucking hip to the bullshit that's going on. Mm. And if you don't think it's bullshit, just think in your head for a sec. There's plenty of female characters from original scripts and shit mm. that are fine. What's the purpose of taking things that are from people's childhood memories and that sort of stuff and flipping it and like actually sort of mind cucking you from a historical point of view it's like mm. oh no luke skywalker saying that luke skywalker might be gay now and just all this weird shit in the media coming mm. from this fucking liberal nonsense perspective mm. actually mind fucking the new generation mm. and sort of just sort of digging a little pin in your brain as like an old fan from the good old days boy well, it's because I remember having this thought in like when the hipster stuff started. It was like, oh, it seems to me like there's been a progression of culture, but the hipster thing started being sort of retro and stuff, but sort of never finished. And so our culture sort of peaked and has been in an endless cycle of deconstruction ever since, which is why there's nowhere else to go apart from like cucking your childhood memories and kind of like using the shitty academic training that couldn't be used anywhere else to kind of just like. No one ha they don't have any good ideas. They don't have good souls full of, uh, you know, ideas to foster goodness everywhere and stuff. So instead, it's just this endless cycle of fucking... Like, make a make a biopic or a, <coughs> Not even. Like, make a full-on movie-style thing about Griselda Blanco. Who's that? Like, you, you don't need a fucking... You know, that's a story that no one really done. That chick, the Black Widow from Colombia hmm. in the cocaine cowboys days oh, yeah, okay. it was just yeah, leaving yeah, yeah. motherfuckers on the side of the road mm. cut up in boxes and mm. shit and like that's a positive feminist role model yeah but you know what i mean there's there's stories out there that you can <coughs> pick from that have a girl like a female protagonist already yeah. that are epic stories like felicity felicity and shit write a new one but ghostbusters i guess is the most prime example <laughs> and having not even seen it and having heard bits that are out of it it's just so in your face like killing the last enemy in it by shooting it in the deck and shit like that it's just at one end of the scale it's like it could just be low hanging fruit but it just seems like 
the way it just all keeps coming out, it seems like it's by design, mm. which is why I take a bit of a thing with it, even though I don't really give a fuck at the end of the day. So, sure. it's like I'm trying to be like, fuck you for cramming, like, non-masculinity down our throats, basically. Sure. Like, you're not allowed to think like that or be like that. And then having the world just not exist in that way, it's just, it's such a mindfuck. Yeah. And it's not good for um for dudes. So, yeah, it's not good for anyone. <laughs> Everyone go outside and do some. Well, happiness is trickle down yeah, for us. Yeah. It's not good for dudes. It's not good for girls either. <laughs> oh shit, that was quite a lot of time. You got to be happy for your girl out there, boys. Hmm. <laughs> and go, you gotta love your man. <laughs> yeah, it was all right there in that song. Well, that's the kind of do show. And I'm putting them up on a pedestal, by the way. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, sounds like I'm shitting on you, ladies, but beauty I'm trying is, to protect you. Beauty is to be <laughs> beauty is to be cherished, and truth equals beauty, right? That's all you can do. It's either that or just look at ugly and do ugly shit. Um, so you know, I'll try not to duck from the bullets when they start flying and yeah. run towards them for you and shit. But well, luckily you've got some ornamental shit. It's so. lip service, I guess, until I just start running the other way. Fuck, just run, everyone. It's what we're going to do this week. Just run. Oh yeah, R.I.P. Prodigy. Oh, we got a fictional piece of world history this week. Real world history. Yeah, real world history. Behold, featuring Willem Dafoe, altar of the Necronomicon. See it though. See it, Behold the sacred scroll descended from the Necronomicon, written in a cocktail of human blood. It is isolated from human and demon alike, inlaid on the pedestal of Ramsey's sacrificial altar, which had previously been relocated to the catacombs of Europe's sewer system, circa 1324. Miles beneath the pavement and overzealous structures of the 21st century, Disturbed in the battle to cleanse Europe of the descendants of Christ's executioners, the altar was used to develop the science and evil of the men who strived to progress the world, but lost their bid when confusing the power of knowledge and logical progression with the destructive influence of propaganda-fueled genocide. The fall of Berlin, marking the period when the altar was again believed to be lost to the spoils of war, benign, until the spiritual force was realized and awakened by the tragedy of the free love movement and the contradiction that these powerful emotions conjured in the devil's inanimate vessel. Descendants of the tortured race of Abraham clung to their wartime acquisitions until one day a diluted blood relative of a legitimate death marcher was appointed to the higher end of the unspoken government and under the pressure of a stirring intent of the unholy parchment he confesses the voices that have tormented him and of the scroll that coincided with his personal torment to his self-righteous superiors and they were pleased Stolen away by American Army generals under the instruction of President Lyndon B. Johnson, the scroll was separated from the sacrificial altar and reassembled upon arrival to Saigon under the guise of aid for local families. The scroll was trailed by electrical malfunctions and unexplainable anomalies that could not physically be linked to it. From the countless simultaneous helicopter crashes within a kilometer radius of the scroll and its transport, to the multiple vile skin infections endured by all sides of the conflict, 
the scroll came to be shot down behind Viet Cong lines, and an anonymous Vietnamese radical walked through the combusted jet fuel to collect and extract the sacred and unholy parchment in a metaphorical bear hog. His blackened and disfigured body bearing little resemblance to his previous life form, held together solely by ill intent and melted flesh. After weeks of distressed escapism, pursued by frontline jarheads and drug-addicted murderers, the parchment is secured in an underground bunker, known only to the unknown soldier and three expendable peons, who were only told to document the effect the burden of knowledge would have on the mind, body, and soul. The Viet Cong had a development team employed to blind the eyes of God, but the team were physically deafened and spiritually anathematized. After attempting to convert such deep-rooted malintent into viewable motion pictures of pure evil, the parchment was only resecured by America's stake in the Illuminati in an act that could only be represented or reenacted by Willem Dafoe's maniacal underground trench run fabricated for entertainment but based in truth within the movie Platoon. This unimaginable reacquisition marking the withdrawal of all foreign occupation of Vietnam at that time, leaving the torn country to rebuild after feeling the destructive caress of the ancient scroll of wisdom firsthand. Somewhere amongst the confusion of space-time and its non-linear reality, the parchment was rescued from its own influence. For the longer it remains uncharted and forgotten, the destruction manifests in erosion and degradation of itself. Defoe delivered the flesh scroll to the bowels of America's manufactured hell, known to the deluded and distracted masses as Area 51. The first man-made demon escaped the invisible sky fortress in the 1950s and caused public panic on an American global scale. The manufactured demon was dematerialized by the government security generals by 1973, as its demonic power could still not combat the power of the Hell Scroll, even in its duplicate manifestation, where it existed in multiple times and planes with only several miles from each other in the same Earth year. Although one had traveled far, breaking the laws conceived by Einstein and his predecessors. But adhering to the basics of the structural boundaries and all that he was attempting to describe but fell short of. Removing the duplicate altar ends the stalemate of the war, as the altar is only influential and effective as a singular entity. The duplicate acting as a cancellation of its presence over the region and allowing and speeding the retraction of international forces rather than allowing a power randy Americans to dominate Southeast Asia with undeniable hellfire. The Mekong Delta reclaimed in 1974 with dominant hellish reversal, earmarking the removal of the time warp duplication of the Ramses altar. The demonic human spawn concentrated its spiritual energy and reconstituted itself with spiritual time code at the culmination of the Cold War space race reintegrating and perched upon the altar that he had liberated from the depths of the hell sky prison all those years later and re-released from the Cambodian border 500 minutes faster than the speed of light. The Russians had already dominated the global achievements of space travel, but now the sacred parchment 
could influence the right parties to accumulate enough evil-infused technological progression to take the U.S. to a new spatial entity. Combing the lunar surface for any evidence that Ramsey's dynasty had colonized Earth's moon to observe and oppressively reign over Earth from a safe but still physically significant distance. The rumors of Ramsey's sky monitor had run rampant in the thousands of years preceding Christ and kept the masses in fear and awe, enough to complete the building of the multiversal space-time mapper known as the pyramids. Known as the pyramids.